Cool. We can try recording for a quick hot sec. I should probably put this on something, <laughs> like a book, <laughs> something casual and hip and happening. Yeah, we could, um... Yeah, that's fine. I'm yeah. just going to take a sip of my tea and see how, how that sounds in audio. Yes. <laughs> So most of that's going to get cut out. <laughs> Why? You didn't want any of that in our witch <laughs> podcast? That was all related to witchcraft. I don't care. First, okay. let's, how, about, how about this? Fine. Let's do okay. Let's start with an update. Let's start. We've already let's talked about Victoria's with an update. Secret for like an hour. Um, how are you? I'm good. Melanie had a birthday. I did. Happy birthday, Melanie. Mm, thank you. You're welcome. It was my solar return on this weekend. Excuse me? Yeah. That's what... Um, <laughs> the fuck? It's like another uh, trip around the sun, like your solar. So that's when what you. What a nice word for a birthday. Yeah, I heard that's that. My solar return. That makes me. That makes you sound like ter- extraterrestrial. Right, I and like that's it. if anything, that's what I want because I do have an Aquarius rising and an Aquarius moon, and Aquariuses are aliens, mm. or they feel that way. They don't. They don't. They don't relate to a lot of humans. But Ooh, is David Bowie in a, an Aquarius? Oh, that's an interesting that thing to look up. So I the where I got the term solar return. We can start with this. Uh-huh. I found a podcast that I absolutely adore. That's definitely in line with what we're doing. Ooh, talk to me. Excuse me, I just burped. It's Keep called. It in. Don't edit it out. That's part of what makes us real. Don't censor yourself. Don't censor yourself. They need to know we're people. So um, it's called The Spiritual Gaze, G-A-Y-Z, and it's husbands who are both um, astro- astrological tarot healer specialists. They Wait, two guys? Yeah. Wait a minute, guys can do that? <laughs> well, I, I thought guys just sit around listening to Joe Rogan. <laughs> but they're boys. <laughs> but they're married but boys. Boys don't like horoscopes. They're very cute. Their names are Angel and Brandon, and I oh followed them on Twitter and was like, everyone needs to listen to this podcast. And they were like, thank you. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so, I need to look them up right now. I'm sorry. Keep talking. Yeah, they're very adorable. What's the um, podcast called? The Spiritual Gaze, G-A-Y-Z. So they talk about um, all of this uh, woo-woo stuff, as they refer to it, but they have such a reverence for it, but also a sense of humor about it. And I feel like I've learned so much about astrology and tarot from listening to this podcast because it's not someone speaking from a place of like, "Mm, I'm an enlightened being. Like, they're just like, hey, we're husbands and we're healers and we know this stuff, but this is just my theory, and I and love... are they adorable? Yes, they are. Oh, they're adorable. Look at this. They're was... a handsome couple. I was going to say, this looks like the kind of couple that, like, you get the invitation in the mail and, like, a dove flies out of the envelope. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. A they live look like... dove survived through the envelope. They look like those kinds of people. Like, you know how you have some friends who you talk about doing stuff together, but they're the friends that are like, yeah, we rented the Jeep. We're doing it. Yeah. Like, you <laughs> actually. going apple picking in upstate New York. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, God. Yeah. And they talk about RuPaul's Drag Race, uh, which I love wow. as well. Wow. Oh, my God. I'm yeah. going to get on this. Yeah. I'm so. Gonna get on this, 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 this train. Yeah. It feels like a nice, uh, it's been a nice compliment for me when I'm doing my research because they approach it. I feel the same way that we do except that they're not beginners they're like 
beyond beyond Mm -hmm. but they they get this shit but they talk about it very casually right that's wonderful Mm -hmm. hot damn thank you ma'am and they taught me to say solar return instead of birthday that's absolutely adorable it makes me feel special they're so cute let's find them let's find them and stalk them okay that witch that i tried to stalk on instagram eight weeks ago still hasn't responded to me so ah i'm fine with it i'm fine i'm sure i mean she's i've she has stuff going on too i have stuff going on we have busy lives yeah i'm sure she's just like really flattered and not sure how to respond at this time jealous of me (laughs) (laughs) wait pause Okay. Well, that was fucking weird, but we're back. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> okay. Straight up nonsense. It's Libra season, people. Things are... What does that mean? Everyone keeps saying that. I'm still <laughs> not one of these people yet. I know I have a witch podcast, but I'm just still not this person. I'm still not. People are like, it's Libra season. I'm like, don't know what that means. I, um, well, it's like... I honestly, I'm I'm not knowledgeable enough to say, but as a Libra, uh, yeah, because it's (laughs) so. It was literally your first thing. I was like, oh, that's convenient. It's Libra season. That's you. I'm a Libra son. Um, so. Oh, and I checked David Bowie. Is he? What is he? Uh, Leo Moon. Ooh, Leo Moon. Wait, maybe Libra Moon. Fuck. What sun? What's the sun? What's wrong with my basic memory? I think I'm growing old. Yep, Leo Moon. Uh, the sun is in Capricorn. Ooh, you know what? That makes so much sense because Leos are very attention-seeking, very hear me roar, hear, uh, check me out, I'm hot mm-hmm. and sexy and you're going to eat it up. But Capricorn's very hardworking, very shrewd business people. So with that combination, of course you would get David Bowie. That's, um, oh, oh he's so cute. Remember <laughs> when he was in Zoolander? Remember when he was in Labyrinth? Oh, my God. <laughs> that was my... Str- I have a bit in stand-up about that. I straight-up sexual awakening when I was like, David Bowie's in tights. <laughs> but um, my moon is in Capricorn. Mm. I would love to have a little more of that Earth. I don't think I have What's any Earth signs. Aquarius. So I have... Oh. I'm My entire chart is mostly um, water and air. I don't have a lot of earth or fire. That sounds very accurate, though. To yeah. You. So it's because very like very like fluid and and um, patient and understanding with the universe. I feel also like, it just like flow. daydreamy as well. That's just the air side. Oh, don't talk to me about daydreaming. I'm a fucking Pisces man. <laughs> I'm checked out. Like, I haven't listened at all during this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a couple people be look at my chart and be like, whoa, how do you get anything done? Oh because gosh. air and water is is very um very loving, creative, all these good things, but but ditzy and the earth signs are where you, the earth signs are where you get that uh focus and determination. But you're so productive. That doesn't make any sense. I feel like I've taught myself to be productive because I spent many years you've over you've um, being like, Oh, I'm finding myself. Right. <laughs> so you've kind of found that like balance of oh I know I'm like this, so I need to work twice as hard to be not like this. Yes. Yes, I totally get that. I think that's how I feel about my emotions in Pisces. Ah. And the Capricorn helps about that. Yeah, like <laughs> I did an article about astrology years and years ago for the Uniter where I was the arts and culture reporter. And this woman I interviewed was like, your signs are never an excuse 
to, to for shit. Yeah, for Ever. for shit. That's why it bothers me when people are like, "Oh, Libra season, classic." That I would like get in a car accident. I'm like, no, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? It can't be that. It can't be car accident acceptable every se- like oh no. well it's pisces season time for me to kill a baby like- <laughs> <laughs> right and it's like bringing it back to the spiritual gaze they had mm-hmm. a really good point about um mercury retrograde they were talking about obviously if you can avoid it don't plan like travel or things that go haywire during this time but life is is happening right so if you do have to do these things just take extra precautions to be like to have the plan a b c d so it's like it's not oh god this is happening and i have to be ruled by that it's Mm -hmm. like this is happening it might influence me in this way how do i avoid that how do i like if you are supposed to be very social at a time that um maybe the planet's are not influencing you to be social, right. you can still get yourself there. It's you just, just have to be like a little bit more muck. Yeah, like schedule in a little disco nap or something for that day. You say disco nap? Yeah, have you what heard that, that before? What the fuck is a disco nap? Oh, in the seventies, back in the seventies. Oh um, <laughs> people... Melanie, how old are you? <laughs> oh my god, I'm like disintegrating. <laughs> <laughs> Melanie, are you sixty-eight? <laughs> um. So back in the 70s with disco, people um, were working nine to five, but then they wanted to go to the discos at night. So they would take a little disco nap. Little That's yeah. so cute. And what other people might call a Coke nap. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think it's just that. <laughs> well, that's like a pre because you just got up un- unless you're doing Coke at work. You know what? Which I, don't I don't know what's condone. going on in the 70s. You know what? <laughs> I wasn't there. I'm young. Yeah. I like the hair though, of the of disco, mm-hmm. of the entire seventies. Oh, it's so fantastic! You know what? Um, I, w- me, I just came back from a, a hiking trip in Algonquin Park. Ooh, I know. Yes, was, I saw photos of was, that. It was freaking amazing. We went on like a twelve-kilometer hike. Heads up for any and this this is this is not a tangent because to get in touch with my green witch side, I like to be in nature. Um, but if you are going to go and be in nature in Algonquin and do one of the most beautiful hikes in the world called Centennial Ridges, if you're going to do any of that shit, don't do it on a fucking weekend right when the leaves are changing because those tourists are going to kill you. Mm. There are so many goddamn tourists. They're parked all along the highway taking pictures of the leaves. And I'm like, honestly, fantastic that everyone is enjoying Canadian beauty. So you should, especially if you're from out of town or from a different country. But you know there's more to it than just the, this, the highway. Yes. Just, just drive a little bit up and then take a left. There's a trail. It's like that. Nuit Blanche for the woods. It's literally <laughs> Nuit Blanche for the woods. I'm like, all of you can't love art this much. <laughs> yeah. For the love of God. But, um, yeah, it was amazing. But, fuck, why did I bring that up? Um, we were talking about... Fuck! <laughs> the no. 70s hair. And... Oh, so, thank you, thank God. Just cut Which all brought that us out, to the woods. <laughs> Which brought us to the woods. So, on our way up, we went into, like, a disco stint and started listening to just disco music I on our drive disco. up. disco. And it's fantastic. And you know who dips into the disco genre, but is from the early 2000s? J-Lo. Oh, absolutely. Waiting for Tonight is, like, sounds yeah. like it should be a 70s disco classic. And but there's that J-Lo song. in 2004. There's that song, Play. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the video, she has hair that's so curly and voluminous. It, voluminous. it almost makes an afro, but it's like, it's not, she's not appropriating anything, but it's just like this halo of... Hair. curly beautiful oh. 70s hair and i wanted God. to be her have you seen hustlers 
No, but I, I need to. I want to see it so bad. Yeah. Like my, um, my boyfriend, Jeff, is... Ooh, I think that's the first time I mentioned him mm. on the podcast. My boyfriend, Jeff, um, he finally texted me out of the blue in the middle of the day yesterday. He's like, fine, let's go see Hustlers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what changed your mind? He's like, it looks good. <laughs> yeah, there's so many favorable reviews, mm-hmm. and um, I'm I so excited for that. I strong female friendship take down rich men. Yeah. That's what I want to see. But... I feel like I interrupted you ages ago. What did you do for your birthday? Oh, um, I just went out for some cocktails. Uh, I, uh, I did. So I did the cocktails, and then I did do Nuit Blanche. It wasn't great this year. So I've heard. Yeah, and then um, I had a show at Comedy Bar. So yeah, I had a whole did. weekend, and it was fun. Um, but I'm very excited to talk to you about uh. Because you wrote to me and said, we got to do an episode. I just read this book. Uh-huh. And, um, I was, I, and I'm still going through some inner turmoil about this. Okay. Especially with regards to the fact that we have a witch podcast. Yeah. So, but continue on. Um, so I think what we're going to do today is, is shed light on some uncomfortable truths. Yes, please. And along that vein, um, this relates to Comedy Bar, the sound person at Comedy Bar, Alex Guire, yeah. who's brilliant. Yeah, go Alex. He posted um he posted something where he was like uh the difference between men and women is simple like uh very tongue in cheek, but he said something about men and then he said and women like to buy sparkly rocks um dug out of the ground by slaves. And I was like, "What?" And then he posted this article about, Don't love that he associated that with women. Well, but. he was being facetious. Like okay. Alex, Alex is very much a um, an ally, I think. Mm-hmm. And the crystals thing isn't in. I have seen men who like their crystals, but it's kind of an inherently feminine. Like, uh, you know what? It is a white woman thing. Let's not be around. Crystal infused water bottles. So I take it back. You're completely right. I wanted to revisit because we had our episode where we talked about crystals and we had a healthy dose of skepticism in there. But at the end of the day, we said, you know what? If it's something that you are using to put your intentions into, that's just pretty and and a nice experience for you, then go for it. And now I'm having to question how I feel about that because I'd always heard that there was obviously there were unethical practices within the crystal world but then I read this article and I'll give you the uh like men sit with their legs apart on the bus and women buy sparkly rocks (laughs) out of the ground by slaves yeah okay that's very funny that's very that's very funny I'm glad Uh, you found it no Alex is the best um so it's a I don't know why I was like I was like of course this is a white woman thing what am I doing (laughs) This is an article from TheGuardian.com. Check it out. Um, It's called Dark Crystals, the Brutal Reality Behind a Booming Wellness Craze. And um, there are very young people getting paid very little money to do very dangerous things. They're going into tiny little caves with hardly any oxygen to dig out these rocks. And that's... like blood diamonds. Yeah. And that's awful. But another revelation I had while reading this article was these people who are suffering, the very ground they live on is made of these rocks that we say are supposed to promote Mm. all of these positive things. Mm -hmm. So how can that be true? It's like, have they just not infused (laughs) the ground with their intentions? Like An excellent observation, Melanie. I really like that. So I just... 
like I have crystals. I I worked with them and um I I like the crystals that I have, but I started looking at crystal shops that I shop at and seeing if they said anything about being ethical. And one of them, I won't name names, mm-hmm. but said, um, we're working on it. Like that Fuck was their off. official Nope. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh-uh-uh. We're working on it because like the the statistic that was in the article was 80% of crystals come from uh, these very unfair, underpaid, dangerous practices. 80%. So it's like, it's kind of like the argument for going vegan where you're like, yeah, if I knew this was coming from some family farm where they weren't wasteful or, or awful to the animals, cool. Mm-hmm. But I can't guarantee that for myself, so maybe I should take myself out of this altogether. Uh, which I totally get. And then with crystals, I'm like, I appreciate the crystals I have. Some of them were gifts, some of you know, and, and I've infused my own positive intentions into those, but I cannot support this industry. So I have to take back what we said earlier, which was, you know what, it can be just something beautiful that you do for yourself for self-care because I I don't think I believe that at this point. I think that is an amazing point. I love that. I have always been crystals, and I, I even mentioned this on our episode. I, I have always been, I'm I'm naturally a skeptic, but I like learning about these things. And I like, um, I like the possibility that it might be true, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Or like, what is true? I, I like the possibility that these things might be around that we don't inherently understand. And I still believe that. But crystals has always been something that I just can't I, I can't get over that hump. I can't do it. And I never quite understood why. And I don't, and I do under, and, and yeah, because my brain is always going back and forth of like, well, yes, it does make sense that you can instill certain things into it and that it could have certain, some, some sort of, um, maybe not energies, but um, qualities that it was derived from of where it came from and how it was formed. I, I buy all that, but oh, it's so, something about it is so uncomfy for me. Um, and I don't mean that, like, I've always somehow known, but Mm -hmm. no, I don't. What I mean is I can never quite understand how they could have these naturally, uh, it could ooze these energies and that wouldn't be true for the space in which it was collected. Yes, exactly. I think, you know where I've arrived at it is, um, I have a rock formation, a little crystal, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like this black rock Mm -hmm. that I got at a Las Vegas uh, or a Nevada National Park um, in the Valley of Fire. It was harvested Mm -hmm. there. They were like, this is just here. We'll take them and and sell them in the in the shop. So I'm like and that when you go to the Valley of Fire, it is a very beautiful. um, You feel this this history and it's this it's this beautiful place that has it has a powerful effect on people to visit there so i'm like okay you just went and collected these rocks and you're selling them so if you go to the place where these are and you're like you know what this was a beautiful experience for me and i want to remember this Mm. with this natural thing that they just picked up and put in the gift shop fine but if it's like oh this rock that's not indigenous to this area that i got at this cute store yeah um it's just it's icky and there is the feeling of like 
Well, how come it isn't benefiting those people? That's, I think that's so interesting. Oh, you're so smart. Such a smart lady you are. <laughs> um, and I also, what occurs to me is that I've had a rock collection my entire life, and I've never, I've never placed anything mystical on it, because mm-hmm. it never really occurred to me. But I was a nature kid growing up, and my parents had a place up north, and I would go by the lakes and in the rivers and in the forests, this sounds so whimsical, and um, collect stones and collect quartz and collect rocks. Mm-hmm. And then I had a rock identification book, and I had all these rare stones that I had found from all over Ontario. And it's still up north at my parents' cottage, and I still love it, and I'm still so drawn to it for, for certain reasons. But, like, I felt fa- like... My my parents always looked at it and been like, you could sell any one of these mm. that you just found around Ontario and in provincial parks all over the place. They're around. You can find them. They're yeah. there. They have, and I, I would argue that they have the same or similar qualities that you're looking for in a stone. And this can mean even more to you because you found it. Yeah, I think you were it, personally drawn yeah. to that thing. I think it's very similar to what Monica was talking about with you are going to find, um, like, obviously, spirit can speak to you in any form, Mm -hmm. but you are going to find so much value in your family's lineage and how did they practice and what was important to them. So if it is a personal stone for you that you found, um, I think that stone maybe found its way to you for a reason. I think that's a nice thing. And um, it just makes more sense. A hundred percent. Absolutely. And it ties into what I was going, what I wanted to talk about, which is this book that I just finished, that anyone who's reading, truly, if it is two of you and if it is ten of you, I don't give a fuck, whoever is listening to this, read the book Educated by Tara Westover. It is unbelievable. It is one of the, probably one of the best books I've ever read. It is a real autobiography about Tara Westover's life growing up in a Essentially, her family was a cult. Whoa. Yes. I didn't expect that. Uh-huh. So her father, um, oh, I, I, there's a word for this that I want to sound smart by saying. Um, but her father, they were essentially grew up Mormon, but they became too extreme for Mormons. Oh, wow. So that's they, extreme. That's fucking extreme. So survivalists. Ah, I've heard that word. Cut this all out. It's survivalist. <laughs> so her family was survivalists and extreme, extreme Mormons to the point where the normal Mormon church in the middle of Idaho was like, you guys are, calm down. Wow. And they, her father essentially believed that the end of days was coming. Okay. And that the apocalypse was coming. So they spent, none of the kids were in school. They spent all their days preparing for the end of days. So they're out there hunting they're out there i don't know i don't want to reveal a lot of the book because this is truly one of the best books i've ever written i've ever read written jesus fuck (laughs) read it was written by tara westover and eventually tara gets out of this family becomes like ends up going to becomes the only person in her family to go to university goes to except for her brother goes to brigham young university then goes to yale then goes to harvard then goes to um oxford like, Holy. She, it's un- and she becomes this academic. And then she goes back and kind of writes about her family. And it's heartbreaking. It's because her whole family, they truly, she spent her whole childhood canning peaches and canning things and burying the cans for yeah. the end of days. And um, her father was this devout, quite honestly, schizophrenic Christian. 
Yeah, not sounds even like not Christian. Like this is their own. Yeah, it sounds no like no organized uh, religion will take this on this family. Paranoid schizophrenia. It is, uh, and when you let that person take control, it is. And there's yeah. a beautiful moment in the book where she learns the word in school, paranoid schizophrenia, when she takes her first psych class in university. And that's the first time she's like, holy shit, this is my dad. Whoa. It's but, and uh, there's a bunch of other things. Like, the, the father puts them, all the kids, in danger constantly and all these things. But this thing that kept sticking with me and still is so fucked up because I was reading Educated at the same time as I'm reading my book about, called The Green Witch, mm-hmm. about green witchcraft which already at the beginning i want to specify at the beginning of the book of the green witch they specify hey this is not everything mm-hmm. so go through any resources you need um just because we say rosemary will be helpful if you're trying this intention that doesn't mean you should just be using that yeah it's not this, be all end all not at all it, they've essentially said in the first chapter like yo this isn't this new age bullshit like I, but it is to some degree so that's why i'm so confused i need to this <laughs> out because I'm reading this book, and that's the dad. The mom believes in all this, too. Mm-hmm. But essentially, he forces his wife to become a midwife so that they can deliver kids in the end of the world. Oh, okay. Um, and she, the wife doesn't even want to be a midwife. Oh. And she, also, and she also spends all her days collecting herbs. They don't believe in hospitals. Mm. They don't believe in medicine. They don't believe in anything that none of the kids have birth certificates like they don't believe anywhere where the government can find you yeah there are times when the kids are literally their legs caught on fire they're flung from huge things like these kids are broken and brittled and burned and they won't go to the hospital oh my god and the mother is all about natural remedies so she'll make she'll find all these herbs and she'll like she has like a whole pharmacy in her Mm -hmm. hut essentially um and I don't want to give too much away, but essentially what ends up happening is two things that I want to bring up that just broke my brain. One is that Tara, the writer of the book, mm-hmm. describes when she is 17 taking an Advil for a headache for her first time in her life. Yeah. And she has never taken an Advil before because her parents have always told her that that's, it's going to kill her. Mm-hmm. And finally she does and she's terrified and her headache goes away and she's like running around trying to get her headache back because she has never understood the notion that taking a medicine fixes the problem whoa her mother's always said like take these herbs take these um mm-hmm. tincture tinctures when you have a headache and she's like okay and then she'll take all that and then three days later her headache goes away yeah so she's never understood that medicine can be an immediate fix yeah so that's something that happens on the other side i don't want to give it away essentially something happens in the family where there is a huge medical emergency and no one will call the hospital oh jesus okay and again this is the extreme thing of this it just was so uncomfortable to me to read the green witch while i was also absolutely and i can't figure out how i feel about it what essentially ends up happening there's a huge medical emergency in their family and the mother whether it be by the mother's keeping the wounds clean or whatever the fuck and she i'm i'm I guess she is keeping it clean to some degree, and the human body is extra resilient because who knows what we're capable of. I mean, we, we do. Science does. Um, but essentially, the person gets better. Okay. Out of months and months and months. So then the father sees this and thinks, you're a healer. Uh... And then their cult grows. Oh, no. And now this couple, currently today, are still living in Idaho as survivalists, and they're billionaires. Oh, my God. Okay. 
Yikes. Um, I've heard... Because of this desire we all have for new age, like natural yes. medicine cure-all. I've heard very similar stories from people who've grown up in these situations. I would love to read that book. Read it. It's unbelievable. Even if you don't... My, my Truly, my synopsis did not do it justice. I'm leaving out a lot. Please read it. Go. Yeah. Um, but my... Yeah, my opinion on on all that is, and it totally makes sense that it would be jarring that you're like, I'm embracing this side of myself, and then you're like, Ugh. But, but this is also the this is an ugly face of a world that we are touching on. Yes, and I think the reason because I used to be like I went through a very brief period where I was like, well, I just do I just do yoga, and um, you know, you can you can spiritualize your way out of any problem like right. I went through a very arrogant time in my, in my early 20s where <laughs> I felt that way but I was also like yeah I'm working 20 hours a week and living at home like I'm fine yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what we're fine yeah but um so I used to be very preachy about this but I think what it is is that the reason some people are so desperate for these natural remedies is I think in some ways we have become over medicated where everyone's like this, I take a pill. Oh, this. Oh, mm. uh, and like, so then people are like, oh, that's no good. So I'm going to go the complete opposite. And I'm exactly. like, you know what the issue is, I think, is that these herbal remedies are meant to be preventative, if anything. Like, mm -hmm. it's like, hey, get your gut health in order. Hey, um, yeah. balance yourself out. Have your every day be better instead of waiting for them to be waiting for there to be an awful issue and then having to go to a doctor and having to do these rigorous things. Right. Like, it's like, take care of yourself every day. Uh, do these do these nice herbal things, which do work, but are much more gentle than the medicine you may need if you were in crisis like you just got burned or have cancer um right. so i would say it's like we really have to come to a place where it's it's in the middle because i understand that like you don't want to be an over medicated zombie mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean you have to like shirk the medis the medical profession altogether it's like can't we do yeah preventative herbal, everyday, beautiful life, drink your teas, do your tinctures, but then when there's a problem, go to a doctor. Well, that's it. And it's something that, so then I did, I did start researching for this episode because I knew we were going to talk about this. And it just became me angrily debunking natural medicine because it's something that makes me so heated. Mm -hmm. I think it's because I come from a medical family, but it's, it's, it just, the, the industry that has grown around natural medicine makes me sick. And it's so um, pandering. And it's the same. And again, on the opposite extreme, there is over-medication. There is the fucking opioid crisis, which is, look into it, not necessarily. It's so, I'm not even going to shout. It's too complicated to deal into right and now. And I think we're all so checked out and stressed out as a people that, like, I used to know a woman who like, drink a liter and a half of Coke a day, um, smoke cigarettes, and then be like, yeah. I need pot to calm down. And I'm like, you need, you to, need stop. to stop smoking cigarettes and <laughs> drinking Coke. Yeah. And it's like... Your body is shaking. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's a good analogy for where we are at as a people, where we've stressed ourselves out to the point where mm -hmm. we're finding these ways to, to just check out, fix it, throw money at the problem... And then that mm -hmm. got us very sick. And then we were like, oh, no. And yeah. then <laughs> instead of fixing our lifestyles, we were like, no more medicine. Now I'm going to drink this tea. Exactly. And it's so complicated because 
then a whole other this whole other industry popped up, which is I and I have I have some statistics here that are batshit, but um this idea that n- this what this industry did, and of course I'm not going to say there is not aid to to herbs and herbal and herbalism mm-hmm. because how literally medicine was founded on these natural compounds yeah medicine is founded on what we talked about a lot foxglove medicine is founded on uh ginger medicine is founded on these things that had these natural properties mm-hmm. but like it's it's this industry that believed that nat the word natural was hijacked mm-hmm. and this, the word natural means better you know what's yeah. a natural compound cyanide yeah cyanide's a natural compound that doesn't make it inherently better than an advil yeah like, absolutely it drives me nuts and then it's also uh there are some scary statistics like and this is the big thing that really bothers me about natural medicine and it's just why everyone just please keep an eye out for what you are buying that says natural on it absolutely because those things by sheer fact that they are deemed quote-unquote natural they are untested they are they don't go through the double blind testing that most medicine does mm-hmm. all medicine does in order for it to be medicine it has yeah. to go through rigorous testing double blind hundreds of candidates whereas natural medicine doesn't have to do any of that shit and on top of that where's that wackadoo thing that i found la 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 i don't want to go some of these are quite hurtful to hear if this is something that you're very into but i'll, I'll say it I'll say, you, you can be mad at me. Fine, I'm spitting the truth. Mm-hmm. But also, like, I'll end it with what I want to say, which is that, like, in 2015, the Australian government's Department of Health published results of a review of alternative therapies that sought to see maybe these can be covered by health insurance, mm-hmm. these alternative health therapies. Herbalism was one of 17 topics evaluated for which no clear evidence of effectiveness was found. Uh. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also. And this was the thing I wanted to say, which is that proper double-blind clinical trials are needed to determine the safety and efficacy of a recommended medical use for anything, whether it be a plant, whether it be medicine. Although many consumers believe that herbal medicines are safe because they're quote-unquote natural, and like I said, this word has been hijacked, herbal medicines and synthetic drugs still might interact with each other. You can't mm-hmm. have grapefruit when you're on antibiotics. Think about that. Um, herbal remedies can also be dangerously contaminated because in a two... 2018 study fda this is 2018 this is last year the fda identified active pharmaceutical additives in over 700 quote-unquote herbal natural or traditional medicines Mm. so they had 700 in 700 like examples of herbal medicine they added a bunch of pharmaceutical crap because nobody's testing it huh so that was my tangent and then i have way more about that but i realized i was just angrily researching this and this isn't really what we wanted to talk about oh no i think it's what we wanted to talk about i, I just want to call this episode inconvenient truths <laughs> yeah when you said uh grapefruit interact uh i also wanted to something i wanted to make sure this is true but yes uh uh it's true um charcoal activated charcoal can affect your birth control so look into that what uh, the cause, fuck? Because it's a very, um, very trendy ingredient. It's very right now. trendy in those juices for 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 white ladies. <laughs> yes, and it's uh it's not as alarming. It's not like you're 100 percent going to get pregnant, but it's like just look into just it. Keep keep a little peek there. Yeah, but take that's a the little thing. Peek. If that was another drug, if that drug, if that was another medicine that has been 
tested through science, it would have that warning on it. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't because it's a it's a it's not a quote unquote pharmaceutical yeah. medicine. And if you are taking because there are these vitamins and supplements and things of that nature, uh, look research the company that you're using because some of them uh, don't actually your body can't absorb them like they're not mm, uh, bioavailable to you. So maybe these things would have. Uh, but it's like you said, the word natural has been hijacked. So they're yeah. just like, great, here's your vitamin whatever. But they didn't put the work in to make it bioavailable to you. Uh, you're you're just going to poop or pee it out, which is like not the worst thing, but kind of a waste of your kind money. Of a waste of your money. You're going to pee anyways. Don't put more stuff in your pee. Yeah. <laughs> it's already got, your pee's got plenty. It's got plenty yeah. of stuff. So, yeah, I think, and I, you know what, I even talked to my parents about this because I'm like, I'm going to talk about this on the podcast. Both my parents are doctors. And this is something that really pisses them off because they'll have patients. They're, they're, um, they're both um, pediatric doctors, so they're child doctors. Yeah. So they'll have patients whose parents will be like, we're just going to give him some oregano to help mm-hmm. this. And they're like, cool. You, and my mom was big on this of like, Absolutely. If you f- if this oregano makes this kid feel better, I'm just using oregano as an example. Yeah. But if this thing makes this kid feel better and it makes you feel better as a parent and it doesn't interact negatively with his other drugs, fine. Whatever. Go mm-hmm. for it. it. And maybe there is something in that. It hasn't been properly tested. Who knows? But it can't replace something that has been triple tested mm-hmm. by science by and, and actively sought to be disproven where in natural medicine doesn't subject itself to the same testing yes um that's the thing that bothers me yes get that off my chest no absolutely and i listened to a podcast that i thought was really well put together about this uh this area um it's a podcast called science versus Mm -hmm. i can't remember the host but she's australian she's a delight she's Mm. very smart and her accent is is so jaunty um i i like her a lot and she they did an episode on people who are anti-vaccine and oh, what they did a good what they did a good job of doing though was they uh they showed how we got to this place so mm-hmm. they didn't because i find a lot of people who are anti-anti-vaxxers are like you fucking idiot and then that which doesn't help the problem yeah it doesn't help and because that's where i go there's a lot of like very angry memes that I've seen my parent friends sharing. And I'm like, yeah, I get that because you want to protect your children. But these people think they're protecting their children. So you're just going to butt heads. Um, So but what they did in this episode was they were like, here's how we got to where we are in this belief. This is why people think this. Uh, There is some there have been some that have been like vaguely legitimate ideas but then it's like but still vaccinate your kids at the end of the day Mm. so i thought that episode uh the vaccine episode of science versus was so good at just you can have some compassion for the people that feel this way and are worried for their for their children or their own health right but you can also see that at the end of the day this is the better option this is what we're doing Mm. um and i think it would behoove anyone who's on either side to listen to it because uh if there was ever a doubt in my mind it it completely illuminated because you hear these things and you're like what 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 like I was always very confused hearing things on both sides of the issue and this episode just did a good job of being like this is why people think that and this is why it's wrong um so that would that's (sighs) very valuable I wish I could have the wherewithal when someone says it to me to smartly and calmly be like, 
hey, here's why maybe you should check that source. Mm -hmm. Here's why you should double check your other sources. Here's why vaccines we've alleviated, like, here's why we need vaccines. Yeah. I wish I could calmly say that, but everything in my brain is like, oh my God, I'm so mad at you. I'm so mad at you. I feel the same way with like when I'm the Louis CK is in town right now. Oh, I can't. And there's so many people who Uh. don't get why what he did (laughs) was an issue or why he shouldn't be allowed to do comedy. And it's very hard for me to be Mm -hmm. compassionate to people who feel differently than me, because to me, it's so very clear. That's it. It's just so obvious. But I am, to me. yeah, I am, and like, if guys are just being assholes about it, um, I don't want to generalize, but it has been all men that I've engaged in this discussion with. Yep, me too. And if, if men are being, what that's about. if men are being assholes about it, I'll be an asshole back. But if they're like, I just don't get it, you know, I'll take the time and I'll be like, well, let me illuminate this for you. And I think... It's not our duty ever to educate people who refuse to be educated, but I think sometimes if someone is just disillusioned, like they think they're protecting their child and mm-hmm. they're and they're very much not, we can explain it to them and in a way that hopefully will will set off something. I I think that's a that's an excellent attitude to take. I'm glad we um I'm glad we took this 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 special this very special episode from your regular programming to um to talk to talk about these very inconvenient upsetting frustrating truths mm-hmm. and i think we can still talk about witchcraft in a super fucking cool way yeah and you can fun. still none of this discounts fun witch stuff no you can um like I I know for a fact that when I have a cold coming on, if I drink ginger tea, it helps me maybe not get that cold as a preventative mm-hmm. measure. I love a digestive tea after I've had a big meal. Yeah. Love it. Um, so there are these remedies that are very, very gentle, very, uh, I've been saying preventative a lot, but that's all I can think to say, very um, complimentary to that's your day-to-day one. life uh and crystals hey if you found a crystal on the beach and you want to put that on your altar you do that because that's literally the thing of green witchcraft is to find yeah. things around you that mean things to you yes exactly and i think you can't know what it means uh well it's the same it's the exact same so crystals versus some supplement made by some person you don't know where this is from you don't know mm-hmm. who put this together for you and uh, it may it may not be what you think it is. Yes, I agree. Well, I'm glad we <laughs> talked about that. <laughs> Where are next, you? Next week, we let's get back into fun witch stuff. Yes. Let's talk about fun witches and movies and things. And where are you at? Uh, are you still in this confused limbo place? Or did your camping trip help you reaffirm your green witchiness? Or... Oh, always. I mean, I, I, green witch is, is, is not something for me that uh popped up or was always i've always been a nature kid Mm -hmm. and i've always been a nature person and green witch happens to coincide with that it it hasn't um i haven't been practicing it shall we say but everything about it has aligned with what i already feel cool so that's pretty cool um this was i wanted to get talk about this because this was the one thing that was still holding me back from like throwing myself into it um but I think I, f- I just feel better having this been said so that nothing yeah. could be interpreted from what I say forward that 
anything quote unquote just because I like the concept of green witchery it um or green witchcraft it doesn't quote unquote like replace any sorry it doesn't replace anything that is quote unquote natural mm-hmm yeah um uh, that was a bad sentence yeah <laughs> I, I, I got what you meant fuck though. Yeah, you don't want to be misconstrued going forward, and that's why I wanted to mention the crystal thing, too, because in the past episode, I was pretty pro-crystal. Like, I was like, well, they're really cool. They conduct energy. There's there's reasons that we feel this way about them, and then I don't want someone to read that and be like, oh, she has no idea, because, like, I I always knew that some of them were harvested in such a way, but I didn't know it was 80% of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. Now we're learning. We've We've got this out there, and now we can go back to the fun shit. Yes. And we can always dive back into the real shit because that's that's part of life, baby. That's part of life, baby. Alright. Alright. Bye. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.